Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield. And this is a bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Now, as ever, let's begin by banging these bongos. Yeah, right. Crazy. Hello, hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Well, today, I'm going to take you to meet a group of, well, people. I don't really know how to describe them. In my eyes, they've created their own little sort of Bermuda triangle of art, science and electronics. I discovered them during lockdown and watching their video clips on both Instagram and their website, I was mesmerised by not only their beauty but just how simple they made the absolute complex. Well, the group I'm talking about is Kylab, K-A-I-L-A-B. They make electronic installations that sort of echo the environment. I mean, we know they're electronic, but they are so perfectly organic. On Thursday, the 19th of May until the 28th of May, they're at Espacio Gallery in Bethnal Green. And not only is there a live exhibition of the visual work, Throughout that week, there'll be three live performances. And because of the nature of this exhibition, visitor numbers have to be controlled, so you have to book a ticket. For this, you'll have to go to their website, which is kylaboratory.com, or go over to their Instagram profile, which is kai.lab underscore. This is an absolutely fascinating episode. While you're listening to it, if you're able, go over to their website or Instagram profile just to see the sheer quality of the work we're talking about. So for a much clearer understanding of Kylab and their work, please come and join me over Zoom as I spoke to Sean from Kylab. And what's that hanging behind you? Is that a work Uh, in progress? So this is the lighting rig that goes above uh, the sculpture here. Wow. So this is uh, half of the plinth that will go into the show. and basically these 
little tiny flower things are these um, clicking devices. Maybe I can grab one for you. So, if you can see that there, they're like these uh, little flowers and they have a circuit board underneath. Oh, it's almost scary. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's like the uh, nature of the future. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? A little bit like dystopian sort of manufactured nature, but we're not trying to go down that route. Like that. <laughs> it's not I the mean, intention. Seeing as this yeah. is audio and we've already pressed record, could you just, just describe what that is you have in your hand? Yeah, sure. So uh, these are these modular devices that we call clickers, and they're a sort of um, a brass sculptural form with integrated electronics. So they're made up of like a brass framework. It's a, a printed circuit board integrated into that framework and an LED and a sensor. And then the craft component of this piece is a piece of watercolor paper, which is used as a kind of resonator to emit clicking sounds. Wow. Um, so each of these modular devices it has a little, it's got a programmed behavior and the behavior is just to click at a rate that's proportional to how much light it sees. Wow. And that, that's it basically. But right. when you have a, a lot of them, you get these really interesting sort of sound patterns. So it's like lots of things repeating clicking cycles, but all out of sync. And those lights behind you, are they set at different heights? Yeah, exactly. So, so each, in, each flower if you like, would get a different variation of light. Yeah, exactly. So the lights are set up to sort of create different zones of uh, environmental experience sort of for the, for the devices. Uh, and the lights are also programmed to change in brightness over time. So there's a sort of sequence. Wow. Um, yeah, it's very relaxing to watch actually. Like, yeah, we, we can show you in the... Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I should I should say that I'm with I'm with Sean, who's and you're the creative director. Yeah. Of yep. Kai Laboratories. Yeah. So, I have seven questions that I ask each artist okay. for this podcast, and the first being, how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Um, I would say what we do is create sort of scientifically inspired works or naturally inspired works that use sort of engineering uh, methods to present natural phenomena basically. So um, both Ruby and I come from sort of science and technology background. My background is in robotics engineering. Ruby comes from a chemistry background and we're both very inspired by uh, the natural world and how things how things actually work fundamentally, sort of like, you know, taking a look at a thing and zooming in on it right to the, yeah, the nth yeah. degree. Um, and yeah, I think the practice is about like zooming in on these things and trying to understand how they work and then creating a representation of that artistically yeah. and trying to present it like in a tangible, beautiful way. Um, yeah. And what's your background? So I, I studied, uh, it's called mechatronics engineering. It's mechanical and electrical engineering sort of combined. Um, and I guess most, most graduates from that would go and work in something like 
yeah, automation systems control, or yeah, something, something to do with robots, basically. Um, yeah, and then I took a bit of a pivot, <laughs> <laughs> and you went into the into the art world. Yeah, so I, I've been working for like five years now, I think, as a like a technology consultant for other artists. So like helping out artists with technological problems of pieces that they're trying to make, um, but also on the side trying to develop this this independent creative. Practice. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So if there's an artist who wanted to incorporate that kind of work, you would go and make it happen for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like s- sort of facilitate, I guess. Like you know, sit in all the initial conversations where they're like, "We want this," and you're like. Yeah, we can do it, but it will have to be like this or something, yeah. you know. And then go from there to developing the reality of the thing. And was you always did did you always have art in the background? Did you always want to do what is now Kai Laboratories? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely like a um I think it's an interesting thing when you're a facilitator on arts projects, like you often sit in the background, uh, you know, on the opening days or whatever, and you're like, ah. Oh, um, yeah, really yeah, nice yeah. to do your own thing, sort of. Um, and did you always have art in home growing up? Yeah. So uh, both my parents are professional musicians. So my my dad's a, he's a composer and a piano player, and my mum's a performance pianist. She she does lots of concert stuff. Um, so I guess I grew up around the music crowd, but also. Uh, Lots of mum and dad's friends are like sort of artist, you know, the artist crew. Um, so it was fun to fun to be exposed to that, I think, from a young age. Um, well, I've met several people in the past who do, I was going to say similar to what you do, but I've never met anyone that does anything like you do. But with, with a similar sort of background, and they always started by just taking things apart when they was a child, taking their toys apart, seeing yeah. how they worked, putting them back together. Yeah, no, I definitely did a, a bit of taking apart, not so much putting back together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, also a lot of like, like I don't know, Lego and yeah, yeah. building things. With and, and pianos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when, where, did the, where did your first interest in art come from? Um. Oh, sorry. Where did your first idea of combining what you do along with art come from? Was it, did it come from just facilitating? No, it definitely, it came a little bit before that when I, uh, I guess growing up in Australia, I think it's, it's interesting. There's like a little bit uh, of a disconnect maybe between the European art scene or American art scene and, and the Australian art scene, like, uh, it's, it feels like I, I was exposed to a lot of the kinetic sculpture stuff through just internet videos, basically. Um, and I remember, yeah, when I was in high school, I saw a few of these clips of like people basically applying sort of engineering into these really complicated kinetic sculptures. Um, people like Tao Janssen, the guy who makes the strand beast, you know, this thing that crawls oh, along yeah, the, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I would watch that and just be like, oh my God, this can be your job. Like what? <laughs> so, so beautiful. It's so cool. Um, 
yeah so I think it was it was earlier on but then I, I guess going through school and uni I, I didn't really know how to get into that like how to approach that and sort of through random coincidence in my final year of uni I there's the connection between me and a, a British artist and uh, that sort of introduced me to this world of yeah technology facilitating specific, and then was that a specific British artist yes it's this sort of sound artist Nick Ryan he uh, does lots of really amazing work with um yeah like sound works but also he does sculptural works and lots of interaction sort of pieces and stuff like that um he was he was working on a project with the beer brand James Bogue oh uh, yeah in, yeah. in, in, in Tassie and they needed some help building this robotic uh instrument that converted weather patterns into a composition wow so basically this this guy, uh, David Cranmer in the UK built this machine with Nick and they had to ship it to Tassie, but it was, you know, obviously couldn't be shipped in one piece because it was a huge thing. And so they sent it over and tried to find some help on the ground in, in Tassie. And I was in Melbourne at the time and there was a link between my lecturer of robotics and uh, a company that was running the show. Wow. And yeah, I basically came and built this thing there. and then Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, I met these guys and was like, wow, this is awesome. When was that? I think that was 2015, I reckon. So seven years later, you're sitting in East London. Yeah. What was the point between now and then? I finished my studies in Australia and in uh, the end of 2015. And then I took 2016 as a kind of year to explore and discover yeah i came across to europe and i did a sort of backpacking like traveling around sort of thing uh with with no goals really but there was one pretty clear like trajectory i think in every city i went to i went to the contemporary art museum and <laughs> just looked at all the works and you know in, in berlin i found like lots of amazing stuff and in krakow and poland and yeah like there was just so much inspiration there. Um, and actually, uh, another linking point, I think, was I did some volunteering at this museum in Belgium called the Verbeke Foundation. And coincidentally, when I was there, Theo Janssen was putting on an exhibition. Oh, nice. And so I helped him set up his machines. Wow. And... Uh, it was actually a, a kinetic show with Theo Janssen and this Dutch artist Zora Feigl, or Feigl. And uh, yeah, both of them are amazing like inspirations for me. So I think there was that, that link there. But then I went to visit Nick and the crew in, in London. Yeah, I think that was like... Was and then that cool. just sealed it. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like London was a really uh, kind of a good space to be in the technology art sort of fusion um, space like there are quite a few studios here that are doing things that fuse the two and um, are able to do it at a bit more of a like viable scale yeah you see what I mean like uh, yeah they, they have spaces where they can work in they can pay themselves actually as like that can be their full-time job rather than doing stuff on the side and yeah 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 so I think London made sense there. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And how long has Kyle Laboratories been going? So it's about three, three and a half years now, I think. Yeah. Um we started out just like, you know, just really trying to do uh, small things and, you know, record bit little videos of them and put them on the internet and stuff like that. And was and this, sorry, was this you and Ruby? This is me, Ruby, and our third kind of co-founder, Marguerite. When Kyle Laboratories started, was you creating work to put in an exhibition or... Was it bringing all your ideas to fruition that you'd had previously? I I would say initially there was no concept of like formal showings of stuff. Yeah, it was it was more like experiments. You know, uh, I guess this is what the lab thing is about. It's like you know, initially you've you've got this concept and you want to see if it's going to work, and you do you do experiments, I guess, to see if it's got got legs you know if it's interesting to watch if it like creates a cool feeling or whatever um so at the start it was like here's like heaps of ideas let's brainstorm some of them see if the there's things that are you know practically and financially possible to prototype yeah um and at that time we were working out of like a shared studio space uh, also in east london and yeah i think it's interesting, like Kylab has many faces, which is confusing for people uh, sometimes when they hear about it. You know, we, we try to help other artists. We're trying to do this thing for the show, but also there's definitely like a emphasis on just like, yeah, trying to do raw experiments and show them as almost video clips. Like, um, so, yeah. You are doing sort of experiments within the science, but you are just laying on the aesthetic side as well aren't you and and I've got to say when I was looking at your work both on social media and on your website but the beauty in how you produce your work and how you show your work is absolutely beautiful Uh, you know because a lot of your clips that you put up you will be sort of interacting with it and just seeing the the difference in in the sound the light yeah and it's beautifully shown your, your uh, thank you so videos much. Videos are beautiful. It's something we really like strive to get right. I think I don't know if you've ever seen this TV series from the BBC. Look around you. It's a spoof of science. <laughs> no, I um, haven't. No. 
but it's you should you should take a look it's a big inspiration for us it's like lots oh, yeah. of the clip the clips they have of the science experiments are like really really like nice kind of shots like it's almost Wes Anderson science kind of vibe you always use a little pencil to like show the thing that's happening you know some some of the things that happen in the in the show are like obviously like ridiculous so, um, yeah you should check it out I think it's just like an aesthetic like uh inspiration for some of the video like takes you know especially with maybe you were referring to the mechanisms that we made a couple of years back. Uh, there's lots of close-up shots with hands kind That's of doing it. things and stuff. Amazing. Yeah, that sort of aesthetic is definitely a, a look around you vibe. <laughs> Which piece that you've created has got the strongest emotional connection? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, so we have been working on this piece Honami for a while now and I think maybe that's maybe that's the one it's it's basically a uh, it's an attempt to capture the beauty of plant objects blowing in the wind so this this movement of like um, grass or trees or whatever when they're when they're exposed to wind is like, it's, I mean, I find it really, really relaxing. It's like kind of fundamental to humans, even like you go and sit in the forest and you see the swaying of trees or like the moving of little things. I could sit around for days just looking. Oh, at that. I'm with you there. Yeah, it's, it's so nice. And so with Honami, it's like, I guess a, a sculptural attempt to capture that motion um, and and try to bring it down to its fundamental points. So in, in the latest version for the show, it's literally just 10 of these pendulums that swing. Um, so they're representing blades of grass. They're um, not triangular, are they? So we've, the new version is, is a, a much kind of more um, minimal design. It's, it's just like a stick, basically. Okay, because yeah. I know there was one on your page yeah. or on your yeah. site that was triangular and that was yep. lane was it was that a previous so that was the the first actually uh edition of it and it's kind of evolved over time like we after that we tried to do a uh a version that you could hang on your wall wow uh and then i tried to make a version that was using uh little electromagnets rather than motors because the other ones use electric motors um stepper motors and then this final one is i think the other ones i, I it was almost there but you could tell that it was a robot still uh you could see the slight like jitters and you yeah. could you were like oh this is i get what it's trying to do but it's it's not quite the you know the real thing um and the this one that we've made now if um so we've done this thing where we disconnected the motor uh, from the pivoting stick with a spring. And so the spring uh, allows any sort of slight vibrations from the motor to be filtered out wow. mechanically. And it, it actually looks really smooth. Like it's a lot. And how many are there? So there'll be 10 in the show in a row. Yeah, I can, I can show you the prototype at the moment. Oh, so these are, these are the pendulums. And they, oh, that's Ruby. <laughs> Hello, Ruby. How are you? 
<laughs> oh man, uh, it's stunning. And so the design is this. You can see these. These are the springs. Oh, I was, I was. That's what I, you've got a close up of that, haven't you? Yeah. Watching those springs stretch and come back, and, and that's the thing. It's so mesmerising, and, and it's still of, pleasing just watching it do that. It's kind of funny, isn't it? It's, it's really amazing. Like, it's absolutely engaging. beautiful work. Well, you've mentioned a show that you've got coming up. Yeah, yeah. Could you tell us where it is, what it is? So the show is, uh, it's kind of like a combination of a bunch of works that we've been putting together for the last, or the, since we've been together, actually. I guess it's like two and a half years of work, maybe, combined. Um, it's opening on the 19th of May at Espacio Gallery in Bethnal Green and the show is called Phases um, and so all the pieces have this kind of this similar theme where they're, they're exhibiting patterns that emerge from phasing behavior so like um, you know if you have two things that are spinning at slightly different rates uh, they are said to come in and out of phase at so yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. they meet up in phase yeah so the the phase is like the, the angular difference between the Brilliant. kind of oscillating cycle and and so like with hanami the the pattern that emerges the wave patterns that you see in a wind-blown field of grass uh the wave emerges because you see this this like constant phase shift between each of the blades tipping down as the gust goes through, you see one blade moving and then the next blade moving and then the next blade. So there's kind of this time delay and that's, that's the phase Brilliant. between the grass. Um, or for the clickers, uh, the devices, they are all operating on cycles, but they're all out of phase by a bit. And so that's more like chaotic phase patterns. Uh, yeah, so the show will have five pieces in it. Each of the pieces has some sort of like relation to this like idea of looking at cyclical systems and um, coincidental phase alignment. And uh, yeah, there's some some moving sculpture, some sound sculpture, and some light artworks as well. Um, and how long is it on for? It's on for a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, the I think it's. Or maybe it's just from the 19th and then until the following weekend. Um, and yeah, come along. We'll have us, all this information on our uh, Instagram and website and stuff on how to well, get in. When I was yeah. looking at your work, what did confuse me is the fact that it looked so organic, but I knew it was mechanical. It did just look like nature. Along with the sculptural kind of pieces we're putting on some musical performances um so there'll be three of these performances throughout the two-week duration and uh it will be some composition pieces that are like composed with the theme phases as well uh, so it's it's kind of curated to fit with the ideas in the show and so the composition is by myself and Alieta Fundengos. She's a violinist, an amazing violinist. And 
we are basically putting on a show that's violin accompanied with a 12 channel audio piece of music so there's 12 speakers dotted around the room and it's going to be a kind of immersive audio experience Um, so that should be really fun as well so that would you have one of those on the private view i presume and then two other throughout the they're all going to be quite like um quite small events i think because we want to host it in the downstairs space in the gallery so it's like very, very intimate. Uh, so there won't be one on the private view, but there'll be one on the okay. first weekend and I think the second weekend and the Thursday mm. of that second week as well. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, you should come around. Possibly not on the on the private view, but I'm, it's a show that I, I really don't want to miss. Yeah. And to be honest, I think that uh, it's going to be better to try to go when there's not people there because uh the gallery's you know quite a small space and some of the works you really want to sit there and listen to them for a while and it will be nice to have like no one talking in the background you know (laughs) yeah that's that's the ideal that we all look for that's that's not gonna happen no doubt so it's on from the 19th of may and it's on for two weeks yeah yeah exactly on the spatio gallery at um bethnal green road I think we're going to do like time slot booking. So yeah, we'll try to, just to try to keep the numbers in the gallery, like sort of. Yeah, just to keep a constant flow. Yeah. So obviously on our website, there'll be the information on the way to book the tickets and stuff. So yeah. Well, how can people see your work if they're not able to, to come to the show? How can they see it, be it on your website or Instagram? I think the best way to see it is if you couldn't come along to the show is through the website documentation. So we'll do, um, we have already filmed a bunch of the pieces here in the studio and we'll do another filming session in space and we'll do a production basically of like each of the pieces in video form online. Um, On social media, we're kai.lab underscore. (laughs) Just to make um, it complicated. Just, yeah. And on the internet, our website is just www.kailaboratory. And Kai is K-A-I. K-A-I. Brilliant. Exactly. Okay, so it's been bloody fascinating. I absolutely love what it is you guys are doing. Oh, thank you so yeah, much. And as I say, you can just go into your your website and get lost for for hours just bouncing around it so yeah i'll I'll look forward to to coming down to your show yeah sean thank you very much for your time as i say i probably won't be there on the opening but i'm definitely going to go to the to the show while it's on yeah great to chat and uh looking forward to seeing you there i'll speak to you soon catch you later see you later on mate If you've got an exhibition or any other creative project within the arts, or even just want to promote your own artwork, you could do that in podcast form similar to the one you've just listened to. They start at a convenient price point that is comfortable for any artist working on a budget. This podcast itself is created by working artists and we know how important that is. So to find out more information, you can email us on ministryofartsorg at gmail.com or on Instagram at Ministry of Arts Org. Ta-da!
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.